ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. special edition of Hard in the Paint. This is what we're going to do. It's a segment called Storytime with Clarence Caesar. Clarence got plenty of stories from his time at LSU, his time playing basketball internationally, and every once in a while he's going to drop by and drop a story on us. Now this one is a very special story because it didn't come, it wasn't something planned. It was provoked. And for those of you who don't know, there was a running back in the late 1980s at LSU. He came on the heels of one of the great duos in LSU history, the Dalton James game. Dalton Hilliard, Gary James. Then this guy was supposed to be next, Harvey Williams out of Texas. Harvey was supposed to be the next big thing. He was all right, got drafted, went to the NFL at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, why are we talking about Harvey Williams? Because Harvey was talking about some stuff that maybe didn't happen. Harvey was on TikTok on another show talking about his time at LSU and in particular brought up a couple of fisticuffs that took place on the LSU campus. Now, Clarence, Harvey says, and you saw the clip, you shared the clip with me. Harvey says that he, Shaq, and some other football players got into it in the dorms on the LSU campus. Not only that, he says there was a night in Tiger Town where he and Shaq went back to back like Batman and Robin, like Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker and took out a whole bar. Um, would you like to set the record straight from your perspective on well, what exactly Mr. Williams had to say? I'm gonna start at the bar fight. I know nothing about that. And, and, and knowing the way Dale Brown ran the ship, if any of us would have gotten a bar fight, it would be a known fact. Uh, if it happened before I got there, the, the way our team was made up, the, the way we joke with one another, it would have came up. Never heard of Shaq being in a, in a bar clan brawl. Matter of fact, really never heard of Shaq inside a club in Tigerland. Because people remember when Shaq got the LSU, he was 17. Couldn't go in bars. So, uh, would he be outside in the parking lot? Yeah, I've seen it a few times. <clears throat> but would he actually go inside of I'm a, a Tiger Sports Illustrated? No. And if he did, it was for a hot second. Stood by the door. He didn't drink. Got a Sprite or a big old uh, cup of water. But as for him being a bar's partying, <clears throat> I know nothing of, of I know nothing of the sort. So for him to be in a barroom brawl, hey man, <clears throat> I know nothing of that. Can't speak on that. And to my recollection, that never happened. Because if Shaq, the biggest man in Baton Rouge, and I'm not talking popularity wise, I'm talking about size. Biggest person in Baton Rouge at the time. If he cleared out a bar, let's use our, our rationale. Someone would have pressed charges on Shaq because of they knew of his future earnings. Because if he would have hit me, that's what I would have done. We've seen it. 
We've seen yeah. LSU players or college players in general. You get in a fight, NBA players, NFL, the lawsuits come. Right. And from what you and I both know about Shaq's parents, Philip Harrison, Lucille O'Neal, they were very serious people. Very hands-on. Particularly Sarge. Sarge had very direct intentions for Shaquille and his career. Right. It was very serious. And one of the things that we also know about Shaq is Shaq was well known for not fighting back with people because he knew not only who he was, but the kind of damage that a seven foot one legitimate at the time fit 305. 305, 71, 305, 17 year old young man walking around. You already a target. Remember, Dale used to have to encourage Shaq to get more physical with people because he felt like Shaq was holding back. So none of that seems in line with the character of the man that we know, Shaq, who is characterized as a gentle giant. But when he does get mad, now, if he actually were mad, you don't want to be around that. But at the time, I can't recall. And certainly you can't recall. And it don't even require social media or cell phones. If that had happened in Baton Rouge, oh, it'd been public news. There's no way that doesn't get out. Right, no way. And that wouldn't. And, and and again, that wasn't his personality. The big fella wanted to be loved by everybody, like he does now. Walk in Walmart, just buy somebody grocery. What what, what was LSU called during the years that Shaq was there? What what did LSU stand for? Lil Shaq, you. <laughs> Hey, Coach Brown caught wind of that and, and, and raised hell in practice one day buying that. <laughs> but that's that's for another time. We'll get that'll be another story. But this that's one for another time. So so let's get into the dorm room fight. Okay, the dorm room fight. I'm gonna start from the very beginning. Okay. Shaq and I after practice used to roll to the east side of campus where all where most of the girls live, girl dorms, East LaVille, Miller Hall, you know, Herget. And uh, it was a particular young lady from Lafayette. Beautiful girl, man. Her name was Tiffany. I forgot her last name. Don't Beautiful. say her last name. We don't want to put Tiffany on blast. Right, right, right. <laughs> But I forgot it, though. But, 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 but you know but, who you are, Tiffany. Right. Beautiful young lady from Lafayette. I mean, Creole, if you get my meaning. Creole Tiff- to the bone. So... Shaq liked her. So what I would do, he would drop me off to see the chick I was dating and her dorm was around the corner. And back then there was no cell phones, we had pages. So if he was ready, he'll page me for me to be outside, scoop back with our dorm. If I was ready, I would page him, come scoop me up back to the dorm. That's how we did it. You know, we always rode together. You know, that, that's, that's the thing that Brown had. Nobody travels alone. A buddy up so me you know so you know me and him click like that when i got there so one particular time he flipped the script he said drop me off and hold my truck and i'm gonna page you when i'm ready cool the one time he flipped protocol so pager goes off we had our code told the chick i was in the lobby saying look i'm out gotta get my boy i go to pick him up at the time, another football player saw me 
in front of East LaVille. And the young lady was at, at the truck and I'm driving the truck, but from, from, from a person's perspective, it looked like she was hanging in the window talking to me, but she was talking over me to Shaquille on the passenger side. So the same young lady was also had the attention of Sean King. Now, if you know Sean King, he was a defensive end, 6'5", chiseled by 260. He was a man. So word went back to King, Clarence Caesar is on your girl. Not the case. So I'm in the cafeteria eating lunch the next day. I get approached by some football players. And like we talked about before, my confidence got me in trouble sometime. So a couple of football players like, dog, hey, man, what you doing? You, you know, you basketball players think y'all can just rush up on anything, man. Everything not for y'all. And this was during the Curly Hallman days when the team was going three and nine, two and 11. So me and my slick ass mouth say, man, it's not a football school. It's a basketball school. I say, we win more games in a week than y'all do in a season. So that's a big log on the fire. Now I'm talking shit to football players. And I'm a freshman. I've been on campus three, four months. And I'm talking shit. It's okay. So they let me make it. Go to lunch. So that night, Shaq comes to the room and says, hey, man, I'm hearing, I'm hearing some football dudes want to jump you. I say, want to jump me? For what? So the next day, D, Sean King approached me. Say, dude, you need to watch the moves you're making on campus. If I catch you on my say, Sean, you got the wrong cat. Because I'm not trying to fight Sean. That's an L. This I'm is six, you seven, at eight, six, eight, you six, seven, what, six, eight, 195, maybe that first at, year? At my best, if you pulled a five-gallon bucket of water on me fully clothed, I'm 197. That first year, yeah. There wasn't that a lot of meat year. on them bones. Paper thin. Like I said, this dude's 6'5", 260, 250, but he's muscle. I'm not trying to slow dance with Sean. But at the same time, I'm not trying to throw the big fella under the bus. Because you have a cold. So, so I just kept it to like, I'm not the catch you want. I'm not pushing up on your chick. I'm like, yeah, man, they said that she was hanging on Shaq truck, Unit driver side, Shaq of the pack, and then it, it clicked to him, I guess. Like, oh, okay. So that day passed. So this is about the third day, because the fight happened on the Thursday. This started like over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Mondays, trickling up to that Thursday. So Shaq, stuff. so Shaq comes to the room again. Say, dog, I keep hearing football players finna jump you. He said, we're going to handle it right now. That's the Thursday night. I'm like, we're going to handle it. So he said, now nah, we're going up to, now we live on the basement floor. We went up to the third floor. So it looked like a den of thieves. Because when we, we went to this one room where they all hung, D, when we walked in the room, they were shooting dice. Some dudes were drinking Cisco, Crazy Horse, back in them days. It's like we walked into a house party of football players. Uh, yeah, I know the I know I know the days. <laughs> so 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 when me and Shaq bust in the room, it's like it's like the music stopped in the movie. The music stopped and everybody turned, looked around. 
So Shaq say, y'all want to jump him? He is. And I dare somebody to touch him. I'm saying to myself, oh my God, I'm finna die. So the sort of football was like, what you said? Now keep in mind, now it's Sean King. Carolina Panthers, Anthony Marshall, free safety, Chicago Bears, Harold Bishop, tight end, Cleveland Browns. Everybody's 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", plus other cats in there. 240 plus. Right. So so they said again, say, what? Shaq say he is. Word, word on campus is y'all go jump my boy. Well, he is. I dare somebody to jump him. Jump him in front of me. I'm like, my God. Now, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, my God, man, we came with all these cats. So Anthony Marshall, starting free safety, 6'3", 225, chiseled. Shaq, nobody's scared of you, man. I get in your ass. Nobody's scared of you. So how it initially started, Anthony Marshall and Shaq locked up. And it wasn't <clears> no sister cuffs. I'm going to be honest. It wasn't no ass whippings given. We didn't take no ass whipping. We didn't give no ass whipping. It, 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 it was a very quick fight. And being honest, Shaq got off two punches, probably none connected. Trey threw two, didn't connect, but they locked up. In a Square up. Yeah. And they fell on the bed. But Shaq fell on top, Anthony. So when Shaq fell on top, Anthony, Shaq had him. Shaq loaded a kill shot. And that's when everybody wrapped them up and broke it up. Okay? So we thought it was over. We down on our floor. Somehow them dudes came to our floor. And the melee went off in the hall. Because now you're on the basketball floor. Right. It's 13 of us. But with all that noise in the hall, everybody coming out their room. And I got stolen in the eye. And I think I was the only casualty. And I'm being honest. I got stolen in the eye. I don't know where it came from. And may he rest in peace. I think it was James Jaquette. Stole me an eye. And, and so they broke. By then, somebody called the campus cops. And this is the only reason why people got arrested. Somebody called the campus police. We went in our dorm rooms. Football players are so riled up. You know, they was ready for war. We just went in our rooms. And the only reason why those cats got arrested because a female cop grabbed Harold Bishop from the back. Harold just picked up and body slammed the hood of a car. So when the campus cop rushed Harold, his teammates rushed him. And that's the only reason why people got arrested. Yeah. Because when the campus cops, you know, jumped on Harold, which they had to because he body slammed a female officer. So when those guys rushed Harold, his teammates rushed the other three, four cops. So everybody was putting their hands on the cop, you know. So that's the only reason. That's the only reason why arrests were made. No one got arrested for fighting. They got arrested. They, they got hit with resisting arrest and, and uh, disorderly conduct. Now, this is all documented. It's all documented. There's a news article, there are news articles. I, I can post them, and I will. Like This will be a multi-screen thing so y'all can see it. But there's there are documents. This is clean as a whistle. Yeah, it's all documented. It's all documented. Like I said, I'm, I'm telling the honest to God truth. It's all documented. This is so, the arrest was like again, this arrest book, go home. It, it, right. there was, it was nobody went to jail, nobody nobody did. went to court. It was it's oh. campus, some campus stuff. Right. And it was right. over. 
Right. So the funniest part of the night, where well, it's funny now, is is one of the trainers who also lived with us. They call Coach Brown. Now this is going down twelve midnight, one in the morning. Yep. On a school night, Dale Brown shows up in house shoes, a cold blooded ass pajama set, and his robe. That's that sound Hall. like Dale too. <laughs> oh, clean. Dale ain't getting dressed for y'all for this nonsense. He ain't putting Curly on the clothes for this nonsense. Curly Harmon shows up, I think, in khaki pants and the polo. Of course. And they nose to nose. And Coach Brown says, you know, control your guys. You have no discipline in your program. And, that, and that's why you're not having success on the field. Because <laughs> there's, there's no discipline. And Curly Harmon's voice is very, very distinct and deep. Curly Harmon told Dale, Dale, I'll step to you, I'll step through you, and I'll whip your ass. <laughs> Not a head coach is going at it, man. <coughs> now, if you had $5, if you had $5, Dale oh, Curley, who you picking? I'm going, man, I love Coach Brown to death. Coach Brown ain't going to fight him. Curly Verbal Homer. Verbal fighter. Hey, uh, eat you up with words. A slice you to death. He's very eloquent with his words. But Curly, you can tell Curly Holman has some street in it, man. Some country street. That that country, hey. like hey. kind of motherfucker fight you, whip your ass, and y'all sit on the tailgate, drink a beer. Yeah. He's one of them cats. They fight for fun where Curly's from. The head trainer, uh he 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 got word to us that uh on Monday we was gonna meet with uh the uh, athletic director. The, the uh, dean of students, the chancellors, and a few other people on the board. Why so many? Because the fight made ESPN. Okay. And that and so now it's it's a public affair. ESPN ran a short snippet and 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 they was and 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 and, and they made a joke of it. I, I'm gonna try to find it, man. But I think it was something like you know LSU football team basketball team getting a fight and LSU football loses again. Okay. That was a burn. That's a burn. That's a burn. So 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 now since it's public knowledge, they gotta they have to jump through all the hoops and make it seem like they handling business. Knowing damn well basketball season about to crank up in two weeks. You're not to put you you're not about to push a kilo near out of school. You're gonna lose millions of dollars. Number one pick of the draft. And probably the most famous college player in the, in the country easily. Easily. And we rank top preseason top five. Mm -hmm. Preseason top five. Before any game is played, we preseason top. I think we was we was at two you, or three. You were at five. Y'all started this season at five. Okay. okay. So so I kind of knew that walking into it. Even though I was nervous, I was I was like, well, no, shit, season starting two weeks. In in two weeks, we, we, we you know, we're gonna play Magnese, go open up with Magnese. You know, that's that's from my hometown from the crib. Ain't no way they put us out of school. So now I walk in with a little bit of confidence. And it was pretty much a scolding. Keep y'all keep your mouth shut. We let you know you on notice. You so much as call from we in your ass. I get out of here. Now, I don't know what happened when the football players went in there. Because Sean King 
and and I can't speak out of turn. I don't know if he was put out of school or he decided or he decided to leave because but but after that, Sean King was gone, and he resurfaced at Northwest. I mean Northeastern before it was uh, Louisiana Monroe. It was Northeastern, mm -hmm. and 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 he was from up north, so he went back home. And I'm glad everything fell right for the dude because he wasn't no bad dude. Sean King was a cool cat, and believe it or not, we hung on campus. It wasn't no football, basketball, you know, love, hate. We we truly hung. I would be in football players' room. They would come down to our rooms. You know, Shaq was trying to be a DJ. You know what I'm saying? With turntable, headphones, you know. So dudes down there playing on a turntable with him. I mean, we, we, we really hung out together. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like cousins and brothers. We'll fight each other, but let a stranger come around that dorm trying to fight somebody. Now you got to fight the whole dorm. Yeah, because now Typical we all stuff. stand together. Typical stuff. So it, it wasn't like the football team hated the basketball team. It was just some crazy shit went down behind a beautiful chick. So then here's where the controversy really comes in. Harvey says he was there. Harvey, Harvey says he was in the. He he saw all this. This fight takes place November. Of 1991, Harvey Williams left LSU. I don't know if he had his degree at the time, but he left LSU in 1990. He was a rookie with the Kansas City Chiefs. The season was in play. Harvey was nowhere near Baton Rouge, and if he was, that's a serious problem. He was, he was telling a second, third-hand story. And I'm quite sure all the older guys heard about it. You know, because like I say, it, it tripled his way to ESPN. How it got there, I don't know, because the school smothered it. And how but it why? Why would you say you were part of something that is easily verifiable that you were not? Hey, man. What's that word those youngsters use? Clout-tation? But how does that, that... This is the thing for me that made it confusing. Because you sent me the video last night. I'm looking at the video, and I'm thinking, number one, A... Let's just be honest. We go. We keep it one hundred. Harvey is not relevant outside of L the LSU community and maybe Kansas City, where he, those are the places where you know, or his hometown of Texas. Like as a football player, it's not like there's a lot of talk about Harvey Williams, right? You know what I'm saying? It's, he didn't have that kind of career that people are like. Man, did you see Harvey Williams play in the NFL? That that's not the way it went down. So. How much clout is there really out there for brother to chase? What is the end game here, Harvey? What are you trying to get out of this? Because you ain't making Shaq look any better in this. He's talking about y'all clearing out ballrooms and y'all you fighting in the dorms with people. You ain't making yourself look any better in this. And you make yourself look like somebody who just is jumping in. You one of those people that we all know in life that takes other people's stories. Right, right. And you've had people, I guarantee in your life, you had somebody tell you your story back to you and act like they did it. And you're like, no, that I, that was me. I told you that story. So, right, right, right. but he knows I, he, he ain't that much older than you or I. But that's so, something he should touch because like you said, this is documented facts. This is, I mean, it's police reports, it's articles, uh, uh, all, and names were mentioned. All six people that was involved in it, one way or another, even Shaq and I were mentioned. Yes. It's some part of it. 
can't prove they checking I was there, but our names were mentioned. And I mean, but the university went out of its way to make sure that it said, we're not dealing with hearsay. We're not dealing with gossip on campus. We're dealing right. with what is. And they had the four football players. And like you said, you and Shaq get mentioned. But it also says, Clarence and Shaq, no discipline required. No arrests, no, di- you know, nothing like that. So it's very clear. And this is AP story. This is not, you know, this is not the, the, the Reveille. This is not the, the advocate covering up something. This is the AP. This is them getting involved. And like I said, the spokesman, there's the uh, comments from the LSU spokesman. There's comments from the president's office. There's comments from a, the, the police. Athletic director Joe D. So all these people spoke. If Harvey Williams, an NFL player, were in any way involved in this, which time has shown us that he could not possibly be, but if he were, I would also guarantee that his name would have been in the mix. Oh my God, what? He'd have been first, NFL player. He'd have been first. And the football players wouldn't have been disciplined if not the scuffle with the campus cops. And it was a real scuffle. But I mean, the only reason why those guys, you know, got arrested. Because you and I both know. This stuff happens on campus, not just between athletes. It happens between fraternities. It happens everybody. Every once in a while, there's a scuffle on campus. This is young people. It happens. It's not a real fight. It's it's like you said. It's a lot of grabbing and holding, and people right. acting like you know I'm gonna do something. Right. A, a punch or two might get thrown, but it's immediately it's so many people swarm it that there's no fight because everybody knows what they got to lose. You didn't come you know, to college like, to get thrown out. It's like I told you. We didn't give no ass whippings. We didn't receive no ass whippings. It was, a, you know, it was a scuffle broken up and it, but it got out of hand once it flowed outside. Because the older guys on the football team, like Mark Boutte, those older guys, they the ones like, hey, y'all chill out with this shit. We're all living this dorm together. And it's always be a voice of reason. And nobody was messing with Boutte. And when and, and when Butte was like, "Hey, for real, y'all chill out," everybody chilled out. But it flowed outside, man. And when it flowed outside, we had enough sense to go to back to our room. We had enough sense to go back to our room. But it flowed outside, campus cops outside, and when that woman grabbed Bishop from the back, I th- and, and more likely Bishop, one of the nicest cats you can meet. It's a reaction. It was a reaction. You he didn't know who it was. Didn't know who it was, and he flipped her. And when he flipped her, they jumped on him and his teammates went and got him. Okay, well, we're taking you, 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 and you. Yeah, we're not saying it's right. We're definitely not saying it's good for him to be flipping a cop, especially a woman. We're not saying that. But we understand that, look, like you said, emotions are high. People already adrenaline is pumping. You don't know who's around you. You can't trust. You don't know if somebody's coming to get you. Anybody puts their hand on you, you you say, I got to protect myself first. I'll think about it later. And that's right. just that's a, a, a reaction on his part. And he paid the price for it. Paid the price for it. I mean, you know, whatever that price was for him. Like you said, we weren't you weren't in the room when they gave him whatever discipline he got. But he paid a price. We know that you don't put your hands on the campus police and not pay some kind of price. Something happened. Yeah. But it's just I, it's, I, I, I think I think they I think they didn't dress for a game. But 
with Deshaun, I don't know. I don't know what Deshaun Keem's situation was because, like I said, he wound up going to Northeastern. But the other cats, I think that to sit a game or two. And I mean, uh, it is what it is. And other than that, you know, I think it's just it's just one of those things that it's just funny how it's almost like that game. You know, when you played when you was a little kid, the secret game. You tell somebody something, you got pass it on, and by the time it gets back around, it's all changed up. Right. So Harvey so, Williams inserted himself into something that had nothing to do with him. Right. And 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 that, and that statement he made that the football team wanted to kill Shaq, not true. Because, you know, just a couple of football players try to keep their shit going. You go into class, they'll say something slick, and you want to say something back so bad, but you remember the conversation that the chancellor said? You open your mouth about this. So, you know, going to class for the next couple of weeks, you heard some slick shit. You walk by some football players, you know, there he is, I'm sorry. I just kept it moving. And eventually it just blowed over. But as for people wanting to kill somebody on a football team, on the, nah, because it was back to shooting dice. It was back to hanging out in front of the dorm. You know, it, it, you know, it was a misunderstanding between two big dogs, the big dog on the basketball team, the big dog on the defense behind you know behind you know behind the same chick and, and she knew what she was doing she was going out the two draft picks you know and playing the odds she was playing, <laughs> playing the odds she was playing the odds man and, and it ain't exclusive to women like you said guys hung around athletes too trying right. to be part of the entourage so you right. hung around with as many as you could and guys hope that you latch on to become friends and we gonna see exactly. no names but people become friends with the star Knowing yeah. good and damn well that that's that could be a meal ticket out of there. It could, and she was playing, and she and when I hey, she was tough. Jesus Lord, she was tough, and she was playing the odds, man. She was playing the odds. Well, somebody else got played in the end. Everybody got uh, <laughs> she got played too, I guess, because she didn't end up with either one of them. So either, neither one, man. But it goes to show you the power of a woman. I thought you was gonna say something else. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it correct. The power of a woman, man. You talk about. You talk about the NFL guy and the NBA guy in college was about to square up behind a, a woman, and you was about to be the dude in the middle. They weren't even touching them. I just drove the car. I just. I, I'm Uber. I'm an Uber driver. I just pick up and drop off. That's all I do. <laughs> I'm picking up the big Aristotle. I'm doing my job as a wingman. And I took pride in the, I was best wingman in the business. You, yeah, you the young buck. You got to take care of the franchise. I, hey, I, understand, I understand my role. I'm I'm the wingman. I am not I am not flying this jet. If he calls, you answer. I'm coming. That's right. And I pulled up on time because he was walking out the door and I was sitting out there. I was sitting out there. Air condition is cool for you already? Come on in, big brother. We're going to cruise at 15 miles an hour through campus. (laughs) And we're going to be bumping. The world is mine. You got to let it run. I'm going to tell you what we're playing. You scar face. Let it blow. We jammed every time we was riding through campus. That was a song. Let it blow. We want your mind. That was bumping. That was bumping. He had that old tube speak in his truck. What was those? 
Oh, he had the yeah, the huge. Oh, yes, I remember that. Oh, my what God. was the name of those things? But it was like like a tube, a bass tube, and we had that face bumping, man. We want your minds to blow, man. Good is, old days. This is I'm doing my job, Dave. Dave, I'm doing my job. My pager went off. I told Chick, "Hey, I gotta go." When you when you go, the big fella calling. I gotta go. I gotta go. It's I like the bat signal. You don't turn that down, man. You gotta go. You hey. gotta go. We got the next time we have to get into some of the locker room stuff because you played with not just Shaquille as a character, but like we said, the last one, man, you got guys like Mo Williamson. You got guys like Vernell Singleton. They are characters to I'm going to blow your mind with Jamie Brandon. We're going to get into that in the next story time. We got, because I, I know you got them. So it's going to be a blast, em. man. I'm going to blow your mind. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. You got it, my brother. We're going to do it again soon. This has been a hard to pay story time. We're clarity. 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 We